You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Browns fans, the week six matchup with the Tennessee Titans draws ever nearer as week six kicks off tonight on Thursday Night Football. And it looks like we know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Cleveland Brown and Browns, and that is one rookie, Cody Kessler. And I think for many Browns fans, especially um, as we look at the fact that Josh McCown and Kessler are both healthy, I think many Browns fans have to be um, maybe even excited that when faced with the decision between Josh McCown and uh, Cody Kessler, that Hugh Jackson looks at that and says, Yep, Cody Kessler is my guy. The reason we have to be excited about that is we know what happened in week two. You know, week one, Robert Griffin III gets hurt, and the Browns have a decision to make between Josh McCown and Cody Kessler, and we know they picked Josh McCown. Some of that was due to leadership. A lot of it was due to the fact that many, including the Browns staff, seemed to really believe that Cody Kessler was not ready to really compete. You can remember the energy from Browns fans when McCown went out. That, that oh my goodness, Cody Kessler is going to be terrible. We're going to have no chance. I know I thought it. I thought it based on what we saw in preseason. I thought it based on what kind of the coaching staff had kind of said about Kessler. I thought it based on uh, kind of my review of Kessler coming out of college. Um, a lot of the people who scouted him, uh, who I trust in the media, who uh, looked at film, Uh, They saw a weak-armed quarterback who got a little skittish in the pocket uh, and really didn't seem like he would be able to fit the ball uh, in the close windows that were needed in the NFL based on the speed of the players and those kind of things. Instead, we know what we saw from Cody Kessler. We didn't see a lot of deep balls. Uh, We saw a struggle with uh, the kind of the arm strength still, but not to the extent that I expected, probably not to the extent that you expected. We saw a ton of completions, a lot of accuracy. Again, was he perfect? No. And I think a lot of people want to kind of attack Cody Kessler and his play so far um, because he wasn't perfect, because we didn't see uh, some type of upside that told us, oh my goodness, this guy is going to be amazing. But I don't think you saw that from a lot of rookie quarterbacks. I'm not sure Russell Wilson's rookie year showed you, oh my goodness, this is going to be the guy. I think you saw spurts of it. I don't think Andy Dalton, Andrew Luck even, some of those kind of quarterbacks, I don't think you saw quarterbacks who blew you out of the water. Now, obviously, all of all of the Browns fans are going to compare uh, Kessler to Carson Wentz, who went into a system that really seemed to work out perfectly for him, had some talent around him, especially on the offensive line, uh, and then it really was supported greatly by the defense. And so, Um, comparing Cody Kessler to Carson Wentz wouldn't turn out real well for the Browns. But what about Jared Goff? Goff, someone who very honestly was, I saw head and shoulders above Carson Wentz, hasn't seen the field uh, for the St. Louis Rams as the number one overall pick uh, for a lot of reasons. The, The Rams and the Browns are in different places in their kind of their development, but Goff hasn't seen the field. And so while it's easy to look at Carson Wentz and say, man, the Browns missed out, The reality would be is if the Browns had the option between Goff and Wentz, they would have chosen Wentz. I'm sorry, they would have chosen Goff and left Wentz again for the Eagles or whoever else would have traded for him. And so um, I think comparing Kessler to some of the other rookie quarterbacks, you look at a Dak Prescott, 
Look at his numbers. Look at how he's playing the game. It's a lot of what we've seen from Cody Kessler. Even though he's kind of a bigger, strapping kind of quarterback, he's not pushing the ball downfield very well. For someone who has Des Bryant on his fantasy football team, I can tell you, he's not getting Des Bryant involved. You know, we're not, so you're not talking about, um, yeah, if you want to compare Cody Kessler to Carson Wentz, fine, he's not going to turn out real great. But if you compare him to some of the other rookie quarterbacks and uh, even Jared Goff, who hasn't been on the field, I think you see some things from Kessler that have to at least excite you that the Browns have um, maybe a top 20 kind of quarterback down the road. Um, again, for me, Kessler could be a good quarterback. Again, a top 20 quarterback. I don't think he can ever be great, but that doesn't mean he's not quality. And I think the fact that Hugh Jackson faced with uh, Josh McCown, who all the players love and who's got this heart and this effort and this drive and, and all of that kind of stuff faced with playing McCown, who the players love and get behind and who knows the system and is just smart and doesn't turn the ball over, has a little bit of bigger arm and Kessler who doesn't have a big arm, is a rookie who I think the veterans are starting to respect. Jackson went with, with Kessler. Now, it could be that McCown's arm is farther behind where Kessler is. That's very possible. It's understandable. But I think for Browns fans, we have to be at least excited. The Browns haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. And so Kessler looks like he could be good, even if he's not great. And at this point in time, I think Browns fans, we have to be very, very honest. That should, that could be good enough. And so we have to be okay with that. We have to figure out a way to be okay with a Cody Kessler-like quarterback to at least get us by, whether that's this season or whether that's the next couple seasons a la Andy Dalton to see if he can at least uh, take us to where the Bengals are. I, for one, hope that the Browns uh, look at Kessler as a very, very good backup quarterback who can start at different points in time, but that they're not satisfied with good because you know that I believe that good gets in the way of great. This weekend, it looks like Cody Kessler is starting. That's good for the Browns. That's good for uh, his development, where they see him, and obviously, hopefully, that's good for his health. Without Joel Batonio, um, who knows what the Browns' offensive line is going to look like. Uh, if Joe Thomas, who sat out a couple of practices, hopefully it's just rest for the aging veteran. Um, it's important to just uh, keep him healthy. But I think throwing Josh McCown to the sacrificial lambs is also not fair to McCown in his age and all of that. So, Browns fans, it looks like we're going to get another dose of Cody Kessler, a rookie quarterback, maybe not who we wanted, but definitely someone who has impressed many people with his play so far. Obviously, Browns fans know that it is uh, football season, and it's here. It's a it's a season like no other for Browns fans, uh, except for the NFL draft. So football season is here. Get in the action. Play like the pros at mybookie.net. It's the most exciting online experience for sports fans. MyBookie features real Vegas odds and incredible pr- player props on every football game. Who knows, Browns fans, maybe there's a prop on whether Cody Kessler is going to make it through the whole game. Has the game already kicked off? MyBookie has live in-games with odds updated in real time. It's never too late to make a play. And MyBookie has been optimized for smartphone users for nonstop action on the go. 
Go online, type MyBookie into your browser and sign up today. Use promo code BROWNS to be entered into their million-dollar prize pool. Or you can call 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only at MyBookie. Sign up today. Go to online, type MyBookie in your browser and sign up today. Use promo code BROWNS to be entered into their million-dollar prize pool. So the Browns face off with the Titans in an important game, uh, week six game. Uh, important for a lot of reasons. The Browns, is, For the Browns, it's maybe one of the most winnable games on their schedule. And so we thought that about the Eagles, the Ravens, even the Dolphins. Um, but I would say, um, looking forward, the Browns don't have a lot of winnable schedule, uh, games on their schedule. And so the Tennessee Titans are an important game for the Browns. They're also important as the Browns look at uh, the draft picks that they're owned by the Titans. And so obviously the Browns winning lowers their overall draft picks, uh, but beating the Titans uh, raises the Titans uh, pick that they get in the second round this year. And so um, I think it's an important game for, for those two reasons. One, it's winnable, but also just kind of how it'll affect uh, kind of draft picks overall. Overall for draft picks, obviously the Browns losing uh, is is probably better. Um, any wins uh, pushes them farther away from the number one overall pick. And whether the number one overall pick is used for a quarterback uh, to compete with Cody Kessler and then replace him because they think they found someone who they think is great, or it's to get the best player uh, on their board, whether that's Miles Garrett or another player, or it's to trade down. Obviously, there's far more value at pick number one uh, than there is at pick number three, four, five, six, wherever the Browns could could land, depending on how many wins they have. But I think for the Browns and their kind of idea of expecting to win, a win is more important than draft pick so, uh, kind of positioning. A 0-16 season is really hard to, to fight off. Uh, the Lions took a while before they were able to kind of get rid of that stigma. And so facing off the Titans, I think the most important piece uh, on both sides of the ball is going to be in the trenches. So we know about the Browns' uh, injuries on the offensive line, but it's important to start with the Titans' offensive line. Uh, as we know as Browns fans, the Titans traded up with the Browns from 15 to 8 so they could draft Jack, Jack Conklin 8th uh, overall, and they have slid him in at right tackle, and he's actually performed very, very well. Whether he was worth what the Titans gave up to get up to get him is a different question because then you have left tackle Taylor Lewan. Um, who is very good, uh, got some back and forth kind of issues, isn't always consistent, but is very, very good. And then center Ben Jones and right guard Chance Warmack just really give them a really, really good, at sometimes great, offensive line for Marcus Mariota, DeMarco Murray, Derek Henry uh, to run behind to protect Mariota when he goes to pass. Uh, just a lot of talent on that offensive line, which will make things tough for the Browns. In Ray Horton's uh, kind of all-or-nothing defense, an offensive line that can stonewall the pass rush, even when the Browns bring a fifth and sometimes sixth defender, will be huge for them to allow open running lanes as well as openings for Marcus Mariota to make some plays. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, the Titans aren't terrible. I know that doesn't sound like a strong statement, but uh, Jarrell Casey is a very, very good defensive lineman. Al Woods, not bad, though he is out this week. Uh, so at nose tackle, maybe in the middle, the Browns will be able to attack. 
depending on who's playing center, it looks like Cameron Irving will. Uh, but then Derek Morgan, uh, Brian Arakpo provide a lot of pressure from the outside, can really get after the quarterback, even if their sack numbers aren't great. It really will be the line of scrimmage that will decide this game. The Titans have, have shown the ability to run the ball at a very, very high level. And so at that level, the Browns need to be able to, to really be stout against that solid uh, offensive line. Right now, DeMarco Murray is second in the league, 461 yards rushing uh, behind Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. What they have in common is their offensive line. Zeke's offensive line with the Cowboys is very good. Uh, a lot of studs on that offensive line. DeMarco Murray has a very good offensive line as well. And so it's not surprising to see two players with very, very good offensive lines at the top of the rushing leaderboard. Then you have Isaiah Crowell, who's down at, at fifth, again with an offensive line that hasn't been great, if we're being very, very honest. The Browns have, have shown some ability uh, with their play calling and creativity and scheme to allow Crowell and Duke Johnson to get, get some yards. But it's not like Zeke and Murray who are running behind uh, really vaunted offensive lines. So um, it really will be that offensive line uh, for the Titans and the Browns that could play a huge role. And then you look at Brian Arakpo, uh, third in the league, tied for sacks. So again, a good number for, um, for the outside linebacker and should give uh, Cody Kessler and the offensive line a lot of scares. Austin Pastor on the right side. Uh, can be a mauler, uh, which is why a lot of people, including myself, believe he might be better as a guard, is that he really is a mauler in the in the run game, not so technical and able to really protect the edge in the pass game, which gives uh, Arakpo and, and the rest of the Tennessee Titans some place to really attack. When you have Joe Thomas on the left, we saw it uh, with maybe the, the best right tackle in the game, Mitchell Schwartz, why even try to attack that much at Joe Thomas's side when you go at someone who is lesser, even as good as Schwartz is, he's obviously lesser than Joe Thomas. And so teams attack Mitchell Schwartz to the point that a lot of Browns fans didn't think he was very good until all of a sudden he's not on our team anymore. And now he seems like he's amazing and we wanted to spend all the money and he should have gotten a lot of credit. Well, the same thing with Pastor. You have a player who is good, not great. But across from Joe Thomas, he looks horrible, comparatively speaking. And so expect to see him get attacked a lot on the outside edge uh, in the pass game, which is concerning when you look at Kessler and McCown, uh, the two that are most likely to play, and their injuries that they're still coming back from, uh, not even close to probably 100%. Uh, and then even Kevin Hogan as a rookie who got cut as a fifth-round pick. We talked about him yesterday. It's a little scary to have someone on the outside who maybe struggles a little bit on the edge. Hugh Jackson likes to create a lot of mismatches, and so helping Pastor isn't always kind of in his in his wheelhouse, isn't really in the playbook as much as it is to get players out into to routes to uh, pressure the defense into something. And so uh, this week, this Sunday, I think the game comes down to the trenches, which is true a lot of the times. It's hard for fans even for me watching the game, often to see how the trenches can can play that huge role. But this week it's clear. Can the Browns' defensive front seven stop a very, very good offensive line and the running of DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry? 
or will they kind of get run over? And will they have to start to load up the box, which then opens up things for Marcus Mariota, whether it's to run the ball or to use a little run pass option. It really can put a lot of danger into the situation for the Browns. And when they put themselves in that kind of situation, it allows a very smart quarterback like Mariota to really decide and dictate the pace of the game. So the Browns have to be able to stop the run so that Mariota doesn't have all those options because the Browns have to load up the box. And then on offense, can the Browns kind of makeshift line? So it looks like it'll be Thomas at left tackle, Elvin Bailey at left guard, uh, moving over from right guard, uh, Cameron Irving at center coming back from his bruise long, and then John Greco back at his right guard spot with Austin Pastor at the right tackle spot. With all that movement, all those changes, and even Bailey switching which side of the line he's on, that's a lot. That's a lot for the Browns to have to figure out. Can they get a run game going? The New England Patriots uh, really set up uh, what it looks like to beat the Browns uh, last week. There's a really good piece on our website by Jonathan uh, he kind of does our X's and O's, and he looked at how the Patriots were able to to shut down the Browns. So make sure you check that out at the Orange and Brown Report. Um, so do, do Tennessee kind of pick up on that? They have Dick LeBeau, who is kind of the master of the zone blitz scheme. Uh, can he get after Cody Kessler, Josh McCown, Kevin Hogan, put them in a position to lose? Again, it all comes down uh, to the offensive line and the defensive front seven. Who wins those battles? wins the game on Sunday. And unfortunately for Browns fans, we know winning a game on Sunday, even against a team that struggles like the Tennessee Titans, always feels like a big struggle. But this week, week six, is a really important game. I might even say a must win for the Browns. So their season doesn't feel like a total wash. So that the rookies, the young guys can feel like they're building on something instead of losing against a struggling Titans team after getting destroyed by the dominant Patriots. What about you? Do you feel like this is a must-win game for the Browns? Get a hold of me on Twitter, at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Let's chat about the Browns. Let's chat about our home team as we wait for the Cavs season to start and as we watch the Indians hopefully push for another title. It's been about four months since Cleveland has had a championship. It's about time for another. So make sure you're cheering on the Indians. Uh, Get excited for the Cavs opening night coming up next week. I'm sorry, about two weeks away. Um, But this week, week six, Cleveland Browns versus the Tennessee Titans. It's a must win in my book. What about you? Thanks for stopping by to the Locked On Browns podcast. We are a part of the Locked On podcast network, the largest growing podcast network in the nation. So uh, again, get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. And thanks for stopping by and go Browns.